I mean, hey, if if Glizers wants to be a guest and not the facilitator, we can do that. No, Glizers are facilitating. Okay. Here, here's the deal. We're just going to start fucking talking. Yeah, okay. And I'm we're going to do our best to not tangent too hard. One yeah. tangent. We can... Right? We can drift one yeah, topic. Okay. <laughs> we can drift one topic. This, I'm making hey, the one this... topic rule, knowing that we're going to go two or three. Okay. But if I say three topics away, then we're it's going to be like eight. So it's it's one topic from a from a, a central, actually specifically relevant point, right? Like Correct. this isn't like we only, you have one tangent for the whole two hours or whatever it is. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, okay. It's one topic per one tangent per. Yeah, it's, gotcha. it's more of a boundary. Yeah, yeah, that's so, all it is. Uh, this is a note to future editing, Lex. Um, just, just keep a counter for yourself. Just <laughs> <laughs> throw in a little ding sound effect every time we like we we swerve, we take another exit ramp. <laughs> hey, Lex. <laughs> like, I have uh-huh. the perfect ping noise. I used it when I was doing Disciples of the Eight. Every time our DM has dro- um, had dropped out of the call due to internet issues, it was a bomb Damn. drop counter. By the end of the second episode, we hit like 12. Amazing. Damn. That's so bad. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, grab, I'll be let's right grab ourselves uh, five minutes and then we'll get started. Mm-hmm. No one say anything weird about me while I'm gone. <laughs> on you I'm gonna say a lot of nice things about when you while you're gone and there's nothing you can do about it when I meet Lex for the first time I'm gonna give them such a big fucking hug it's gonna be wild as fuck like just like the longest warmest hug it's gonna be the best hug ever can we all meet in person and do a group hug with everyone who is comfortable with such a thing one day one day I thought we were gonna do that so far away (laughs) Are we ready? All right. I'll do the intro here. Yep. All right. Here we go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Game Woven Cross Stitch. If Game Woven is the beautiful tapestry of story and play that we weave together, together in this space, then Cross Stitch is the old ladies who sit around in a circle and gossip. That's right, it's a talk program. I'm joined here with Bree, with Lex, with Zad, with me, T.T. Benjamin, and, and... And? Perhaps the most important. Gliza, who played Reginald on our uh, inaugural two episodes. Uh, it's Reginald uh, Ramirez Ramos. Reginald Ramirez Ramos in our inaugural two episodes, who became Raisin at the end, which is something that by the time you've listened to this, you will know what that is. Um, our, our our goal with this is to do like a just a little sit and like a kickback and a chat program, get to know us a little bit better and talk about the previous arc. We're thinking of doing these, whatever, three or four games somewhere in there. It's going to be every three or four games. Internally, we are discussing things in terms of like kind of chunky arcs of again three or four games we want to put one of these at the end of each of those because they are discrete pieces each of them forms a whole text of itself or at least we're going to try to do that so that's what we're thinking yeah to kind of lift the curtain a little bit when we talk about like what we're going to play we we talk about like how we can chain a few things together to sort Mm -hmm. of tell something that resembles a story so you know, you actually, you know what, Zed? Why don't you tell everyone to get us started? Your 
your mad scientist idea for how we were going to begin Game Woven from the audience perspective, like for the audience to get like a really cool experience. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> uh, boy, there's a part of me that wants to just like go back and find where I pitched this in the chat originally, but um, it was ten paragraphs. That sounds. <laughs> it was also that sounds several about right. months ago. Oh, it was <laughs> a long time. And we talk a lot, pretty much every oh, day. Okay, you can yeah. be honest. I talk a lot. <laughs> I, here's okay, Lex. Here's the difference between you and me. You talk in many, many small messages. I talk in the occasional, exceedingly long message that has oh, to know. get broken I up noticed. into two messages because I hit the uh, I hit the non nitro <laughs> Discord character limit. And you but. know what? Like. I appreciate that about you. I don't read them all. No, um, I know. <laughs> yeah, and always while I'm at work. <laughs> I, I still remember when we were doing stuff for Baltime, you sent me stuff about your characters mid-afternoon on a Sunday, and I'm like, I like this. I'm currently in the grocery store. I will get back to you. <laughs> I, I write when I can is how I'm going to comment on that right Valid. now. I but, do all my writing at 3 a.m. like a normal person. <laughs> I do not work or audio editing. editing. <laughs> I've never sent a weird meme at 3 a.m. Benjamin. <laughs> uh, anyway, Zan, why don't you why don't you tell why don't you tell the <laughs> Okay, so it's a genre of tweet that I've seen a few places where. Uh, somebody and I made one of these to Ben. This is where kind of like our involvement with this idea started. Uh, Dylan put out one that was an absolute banger, but it's basically just like, here's a pitch for a way to string together a bunch of games to take place like within a, uh, a context and how each of those games might stack on top of each other and the different kinds of stories that they might tell. So that's the genesis of the idea. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a new idea, but hey, we're running with it. When we actually got the crew together, got the original five of us in the chat, and the rubber started hitting the road, in order to tell a deeply personal story, you need to have a lot of context. And like that context comes from the world. If you think about the, one of the great strengths of uh, Peter Jackson's uh, Lord of the Rings movies is he just like he doesn't necessarily excise 90% of the bullshit that makes Tolkien's Lord of the Rings impossible for me to read. It's all still there, but he manages to pull everything to the background and tells a story that is centered on like this group of nine characters and the things that the people are doing. So I knew that I wanted to do that, or I knew that like we needed to get to a place where we could tell that story about people doing stuff but what we needed to do was to start from that zoomed out perspective to build that context. Building that context is interesting. It's especially interesting to a certain kind of person, but that's not everybody. And how that context got built and what that context is, is more meaningful when you've got personal experience and build curiosity about those like about what that context is and what it means and what it does so 
when I pitched this initial run of, hey, let's do a world building game to create an area. Let's do another game that will define like a dungeon. And then let's do a more combat centric or a more like character driven tactics sort of game to explore that dungeon the thing that I realized was like, hey, that's that's front-loading buckets of content before we actually get to that nitty-gritty, like, sort of the traditional story of people doing stuff. And that's when I was like, hey, what if we made those and then released them in the opposite order so that the thing that people hear first, that you, the audience, get to hear first, is people doing stuff in a highly detailed and well or, or well realized world so that it would hopefully build the curiosity to give you the encyclopedia entries <laughs> later on kind of the way i've described it to people is we built the world from like outside in broad focus to narrow and then introduced it from the inside out yes so Gliza, as the uh as the victim of this uh, of this experience, <laughs> tell us about like what what that was like, sort of from the inside out, not knowing that we like just how much groundwork we had laid. Honestly, um, for me, whenever I play a lot of stuff, um, my favorite thing to do is just to make up stuff, like. If I don't know uh, certain things, I would just make up stuff. And uh, having this world where I don't know a lot of what you've already played and what you've already decided, and you gave me this whole thing where like, you can do whatever you want and you can build however you want. And I was like, fuck yeah. Whatever <laughs> I'm gonna say now is is canon. And I'm going to make uh, like the most random fucked up stuff and it, or not fucked up stuff, random stuff. If I'm going to pet a dog, I will pet a dog. I don't care. If I'm going to pick up a weapon, I will pick up a weapon. Even though I've been told not to do it. And that's just my brand of chaos. And I really, really enjoyed that with this game and with Quest. And it was fun. So um, I, I liked it. And I think it fit the kind of player I am. Also, um, one more thing. Uh, I never met a game because I don't know the rules well enough to medicate. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the thing that you know about me now, listeners. I, I never medicate. I think my favorite thing about like your approach where you're like, oh, I'm just going to make stuff up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You're not going to be ready for me. You're not going to be ready for me. And then like everything that you seeded thinking that you had thrown a wrench in our plans, you were actually just foreshadowing. Yep. <laughs> First of all, I never throw things to wreck your plants. That's never on purpose. It just happens because I don't know shit, and it's just the way I am. But then everything, you're, you're like tossing something out here, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, wait till you listen to Ground itself. Oh my god, you just you just set you just set up something that we literally already recorded months ago. Yeah. Like, just that moment. Are we sure no one told Gliza? Are we sure? Zad, how many times did you loan Gliza the brain cell? <laughs> First of all, no. This, no. 
I didn't say word one about this until after it was recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and then then I, I, I dumped a lot oh. of stuff that is like currently in that demi-canon space towards Lysa about the Undying Empire. Okay. But to be clear, you and Ben specifically tease a lot of shit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I like I've been so careful about not spoiling anything. And they all just like Okay, but like, what if there were people who were maybe called like not the brazen? That's that'd be a spoiler. But like, what if they existed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, not gonna lie, Ben. The second that you said you were gonna turn one of the adventurers into brazen, I knew Gliza was gonna be the thing. I'm like, they're gonna yeah. be the one that touches the thing. I know this for a fact. I have seen it happen. Yep. 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 This is dangerous. You shouldn't touch it. Touch. I designed that whole, like, quest adventure arc knowing for a fact that of the people that I had gotten in that space, Gliza was going to be the one that was going to be the first to touch one of the weapons. Um, <laughs> there was no... It was, it, was on, it was such a good read, it was practically railroading. Like, <laughs> it, we didn't have to plan it. I just knew... <laughs> You just like it's you throw it up in the air and watch it come down. I remember specifically when we were recording the ground itself. At some point, I stopped and went, "Gliza's gonna love this." <laughs> <laughs> I don't I remember, remember if it that made part it. Too. I don't remember if it made it to the final cut or not. But there was that. There was the bit with the uh, the dragon. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. The dragon that that got turned into a, a Draco Lich, mm. which like I mean. The number of, First of all, details. I'm gonna be best friends with that dragon, hundred percent. I don't <laughs> One day, care. Maybe. You did yeah, just help gotta... kill her friends, but okay. They're already dead. Dragons. I mean, dragons have a complicated relationship, living as long as they do. Like, true. Mm. Fair. Yeah. Also, it's not. It's not fair for you all to just. To just guess that I like dragons, it's not like I've been keeping that a secret. True. It's it's not like that's a, a big secret that oh guys, I, it likes dragons. It's not a secret. Yeah, it's, I am, it's not a secret. I'm a, I am really interested in following that dragon around a little bit because be cool. of like of the characters we introduced in the skeletons that still exist and didn't die. That one is exceedingly interesting like this yeah. bronze dragon that brass bronze was it brass or bronze bones bronze. now um so, yeah. she, she had become so bronze she she became yeah. first like this um, dragon that's on the run from people so so the i don't know the whole fun of the the whole fun of the experience is like creating more questions like who is chasing this dragon that this dragon's actually afraid of. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And then like, okay, now this dragon's a gravekeeper. So now we've got this like whole thing where there's like apparently like this group of gravekeepers and they're really important. And now we've got a dragon who is a gravekeeper. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, can we, what's, what's all that about? Can we follow that dragon around a little bit? That'd be kind of neat. <laughs> I want to see what's up with the, uh, with the There dragon. is specifically a tabletop game I've seen that is about being a baby dragon who's just hatched. Um, oh. so, and we did establish there's a funny little there's a funny little egg so that's an option uh, oh my god game written by Super Dylan oh, oh. yeah we gotta play it then we gotta play yeah. it then we love Super oh, Dylan here. Uh, is, is it, it group or is it solo 
I think it's a solo one. I think it's just called Andy, as in D and D, and the dragon's name is Andy. Get it? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I've been, that? I've been wanting to do the name of a my story. kid. Sorry. <laughs> you're gonna name, you're gonna name your kid Andy. Yeah, my the name of my kid is Andy. You heard it here first, folks. Well, you heard it here first. Galiza's naming their kid Andy. Yeah, breaking news. <laughs> yes, breaking. <laughs> Breaking, nobody ever knew that because I don't make announcements on Twitter at all. <laughs> True. Uh, Liza, famously quiet on Twitter. Um, yeah, super soon quiet. to be even quieter when Elon Musk destroys Twitter, personally. Hey, Zad, you good? Uh, I have oof, just dropped Ooh, some ugh, water. Disaster. None of it got into my killer keyboard, so that's good. Let me go grab yes. a towel. I'll be right back. Okay. Understandable. It's a party time. Okay. Hey, Liza, what's a, what's a funny uh, little, uh, like... Uh, sewing cross stitch term that that would be good for a segment aside from cross stitch. I this is the only one I could think of. <laughs> yeah, throw some cross stitch lingo at us and we'll use it for breaking up segments. Yeah, for sure. There's French knot backstitch. 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 Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I mean, we don't know what a cross stitch is either, so. I mean, a cross stitch. <laughs> I mean, I like. Well, a backstitch is just a step that you have to do. <clears throat> it, it basically always go back into the same hole as the previous stitch, so your stitches look connected. Oh, That's what okay. That oh, okay. So a backstitch in the game woven in the game woven world where would be when we play a game specifically to fix a massive continuity error that yes. breaks everything. Yeah, like if we. Which maybe we've already done it, but if we accidentally write ourselves such a giant plot hole that it would absorb the universe, we have to fix it with a backstitch. I don't think we have <laughs> enough answers out there to have contradicted any of them, and our world is a very big place. We've looked at one very little Well, um, I'm a nitpicker. Oh, good. I may have a file of very small. Oh my god, Lex, this is the perfect place for you to unleash that on us. This is where you should do that. <laughs> I mean, first thing I noticed was Pilfer shouldn't have his knife anymore. Um, he did give that up to the dragon lady. Gave it to the dragon lady, that's right. And so when Pilfer had another knife, I'm like, it shouldn't happen. We have more than once because we uh, uh, have disparaging, not disparaging, that's not the right word at all disagreeing takes on what makes a brazen more than once we've we've had a few ways to become one just kind of come up wait i thought it was just you pick up if you pick up a weapon that's related to your ancestry that's a great yeah i'm a brazen yeah right yes but then also right? uh we had the thing happen with pilfer and uh i have this one i have this Reginald one Ramos. yeah I have this one. No, Reginald. No, the implication that I was giving is that Reginald is descended of that knife. Ah, that's uh, what I was trying so to that imply. Means, that means um, Juniper can also be a brazen if she picks it up. We Correct. talked about that. Yes, yes. Juniper could uh, potentially be brazen. Very nice. Could I issue a a potential other read of that situation? Okay. Yeah, let rip. That was Pilfer's knife. And something yes. that we've talked about is lineage is not necessarily um, yeah blood lineage blood is not necessarily 
strictly related to blood. It has to do, it, it adapts to the way that family is considered. And so mm-hmm. when the general died, the knife was inherited by Pilfer. Pilfer and mm-hmm. when cool. uh, Reginald Ramos Ramirez picked up the knife or was specifically gifted the knife by Pilfer, Pilfer was accepting Reginald specifically as the new master, therefore bringing him into the lineage. Both of those things are interesting to me. I really like the idea, just because this is, like, where my heart is, like, my headcanon is that Reg isn't, like, blood-related necessarily. Okay. Or, also, both could be true. Like, both of those things could be true. Pilfer could have just held on to that knife forever. But... Mm. I like the idea that Pilfer made the explicit decision to include Reginald Ramos there, Ramirez. There, there is one explanation for why Pilfer has the knife again that I have thought of. Well, two. Um, but the main one I think is funnier uh, <laughs> is we have established that Bra- uh, Bra- Brazen can just like summon their weapons back like four. <laughs> <laughs> so he summoned it back. But yeah, he's like here, take this and then gift. did nothing while all of your friends got killed. Yeah, and then he gets bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the thing, Zap. Now, as a as a relentless optimizer, what you've done is you have created the unlimited brazen dog glitch, <laughs> which means that all you need to. <laughs> <laughs> series of words I didn't expect. I don't think a single one of those words was in the Bible. <laughs> okay. Conti- furthermore, though, however, <laughs> Unlimited Brazen Dog Glitch, yes. That's the name of my punk band. <laughs> <sighs> Lord. <laughs> Whose judgment... Do you trust better? Who, who is who would better to trust with the ability to create unlimited brazen than a dog? You're no, you're fully correct. No, you're I'm right. gonna be real with you. I would not. Well, all right. So I wouldn't trust my dog with bequeathing a weapon unto anyone because my dog is uh, uh, loves everyone regardless of their sins. <laughs> my basset hound would not be would be a very good guard dog but not because she would chase the burglars away but because she would love them so much that it would wake us up and <laughs> then we would go then we would know there's an intruder so i would not want mildred to hand for example uh someone breaking into my house a gun this person a gun what you sound like a hater <laughs> Why would you do that? Milken is completely qualified to judge people who would be good at, you know, being loyal. Gone into my house. I mean, important question, Ben. (laughs) Important question: How many absolute pieces of shit do you have over to your house? (laughs) True. Uh, None whatsoever. Well. Well, problem solved. So here's the the nightmare scenario. There is a break and enter 
Mildred, some we left the gate open that keeps Mildred from the closet. Now, due to a, an earlier earthquake, my gun has fallen down to the bottom of the closet and the door is open. Mildred goes, wanting to give a gift to our unexpected guest, who is actually an intruder, goes, finds my gun, picks it up, brings it to the intruder and hands it to the intruder because she likes giving things to people. The intruder now mm -hmm. has a gun. Now, what are the odds of that happening? Very low. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But here's the thing. Here's, Surprise, here's, it's here's me. the thing. Here's here's the thing, though, right? Listen, listen. Dad brought up a very important question, and now I'm thinking about it. Have you ever invited a piece of shit in your house? I mean, technically, have you, have you I feel ever? like statistically, statistically, we all have. everyone has. Yes. Yeah. What have you proven that they're pieces of shit? What if Mildred, in all her wiseness and all her glory, whatever, has always met really good people because those are the people that you interact with, and then you haven't tested, like, you know, a bad person coming in. So to really prove that Mildred will love everyone, I think you need to invite a really shitty person into your house, and I will volunteer. <laughs> no, none of that. Uh, it, you just want to pet the dog. If, it'd, be, it'd be really funny if that was a time Mildred. Yeah. Be funny if that was the time Mildred chose to be like, "Father, this person is of ill repute. Remove them from the domicile." So, <laughs> so that's why you just get a dog like mine. Finn would be more likely to steal someone else's gun because he likes to steal shoes and TV remotes and glasses. Dogs with guns. <laughs> Dogs um, with I, guns. So Dogs with my guns. wife is my wife is thoroughly convinced that if a bad person like she has a rule that if someone comes in and Mildred doesn't automatically like them, no matter how we feel about that person, that person has to leave. <clears throat> Just because like Mildred is is so is so so accepting of everyone except rabbits. Um, she'll eat a rabbit. Uh, uh, she hasn't yet, but oh, she wants to. Same with Finn. If someone came in that like, and she like changed her timbre, like, oh, this person might actually be like spiritually evil. Mm -hmm. An axe Look. murderer. Yeah, should, potentially. Should, should somebody who murders axes. Sorry. Should we meander <laughs> back to on topic? Yes. I problems. will say one thing though. Okay. I will say one thing though. Um, I, it doesn't stitch. matter how nice a dog is. I have met some racist dogs. <laughs> I have met some dogs with bad opinions. <laughs> Mildred, you're being problematic. Uh, uh, no, like uh, our, she's good. But like our certain grave robbers who look like people who have bad opinions. God, I can't believe we ended the episode with them. Gulp and swallow. Gulp and swallow. <laughs> so, I want to be Gulp and Swallow's friends. Just, you know, <laughs> so, to hang out with them and watch how bad they are. I just love them. So for the record, gulp and swallow happened because uh, I regularly can't sleep. And I was just up awake at night at like 4 a.m. And I'm like, what would be the worst names for, for people? <laughs> what would be the worst names possible for, for a guy? I'm like, it's either gulp or it's swallow. One of those is the worst name. And then they became people, then they became NPCs that wanted to put somewhere. I was like, I don't know where they're going to end up. Are they going to end up in like... D and D? Are they gonna end up in masks? Are they gonna end up in Vampire the Masquerade? I I would I didn't know where they'd end up, but I'm I mean, so glad keep, they ended up. 
L listen, keep shoving these two in. Just keep bringing them back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, we... Swallow? Swallow is not a terrible name. Uh, Swallow is kind of burnt. Uh, I feel like you've got to get some out of a, a single person whose name is Swallow. You could probably do some cool stuff. Be a very elegant. I think it'd be all right. Pair that person with gulp, with gulp and it's just nasty. Yeah, so I think actually we've nasty declared shit. officially the worst name is Gulp. Uh, yes, yes, I think you're right. Yeah. So, for example, but, if, if you... But, oh, go ahead. Uh-oh. But, but Gulp mm -hmm. and Swallow is much worse. No, together as a yeah, pair. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse than why they are forever chained but together. Swallow together are just much, much worse, right? <laughs> so, like, gulp is bad, whatever. But if you put gulp and swallow together, it's just the worst thing. But here's the tavern rule: if you name a tavern gulp and the gulp and swallow, it's a great like, tavern. I would go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd go there. That's a great tavern. I mean, I would go I there with expectations. Yeah. <laughs> I would go there with certain expectations. And if those expectations are not met, then this is the worst. I intend to drink bad beer that is somehow good. And I intend to mm -hmm. eat bad food that is also somehow, somehow good. good. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and I have very different expectations. <laughs> the shittier that place looks, the worst part of town that it's in, the better that bar is. Oh no, I like no, I've been in buildings like I've been in bars that look like the building says slurs. They're <laughs> they're great. <laughs> anyway, for those who didn't get to hear the unedited version, we just went came back from a tangent? A tangent about concrete pigs. You will not be provided context for that sentence. Anyway. <laughs> That's a backstitch, baby. It's gonna be a um, short episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like okay, so normally Rob is here. And on, shout out to Rob. I, we love Rob. Rob's trying. <laughs> I know. We all we're we're honestly we're all trying really hard and we're all bad at it, but for some reason we listen to Rob because he's it's like true. a camp counselor. It, he does have that. Uh, <laughs> he, he has Rob has mentioned more than once that he gives, um, like, youth pastor vibes. <laughs> That's not wrong. Dad, you were say saying something about something from Alex? Oh, the that's, that's the... Yeah, yeah Concrete yeah. Pig is a... Uh, just, just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's a, that, is a, that is a Telluride <laughs> callback. Yes. And also that's going to be like that Alex is going to hear the concrete pig discourse because uh, that's going to be patron content. Not <laughs> <laughs> up for a Patreon. Hey, Lord. we should take a break and thank patrons. Do we want to take a break and thank patrons? Let's take a break we and thank patrons. Yes. Hey. And then maybe we can patrons. actually get on topic. <laughs> true, 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 true. We have uh, uh, two patrons. All right. We're, hey, we're just getting started. I ain't ashamed. Mm -hmm. I ain't ashamed. Uh, uh, two patrons is great. Mm -hmm. Patron number one, our very first patron, a super fan, is Alex Roke himself of Canada. Uh, one of my favorite people, a uh, great listener, and uh, a good friend who likes to hop in my DMs and make fun of me. <laughs> literally, literally, whenever I... Um, Whenever I screw something up continuity-wise on one of my other podcasts, uh, Alex Roke is right there. Be like, oh, you screwed that up. Um, and then <laughs> finally, um, our latest patron is Jay from the UK. Uh, I'm not going to do his last name because that's 
weird doctrine. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to dox our patron. That'd be messed up. Um, he's Golden Elk in the Patreon. Um, he's a, a, a fan of world building games. So I think what is really cool is that that exists outside of our circle. <laughs> so yeah. thank you, Alec. Thank you, Jay, for being our early patrons. Thank you for getting on the ground floor. If you would like to join our Patreon, uh, do that. It's Patreon mm-hmm. slash GameWoven. Uh, so, somehow our name is rare enough that like you can search GameWoven, hmm. you'll find GameWoven stuff and not other stuff. Yeah, look at us go. SEO, baby. SEO, baby, let's go. We went through so many names that would be so much more difficult to, to truncate or to, uh-huh. right, to find hey, socials look. for. There, there were some really poetic names. There were a couple of them that were dick jokes. <laughs> there, there was no dick joke in sight. For sure, we did not I've do ne- a single dick joke. When I've never made a dick joke in my life. <laughs> yeah, Citation we, we, needed. We would never have a name that literally just spells out dicks. What are you talking about? Did we do that? Is yeah, that who submitted that one? Was that Zad? Yeah, that was me. Uh, there were a couple <laughs> of those. <laughs> not gonna lie, I already don't remember a single one of the potential names we were going for. Same. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it sure yeah. was. We have covered a lot of ground since then. Mm -hmm. The ground itself, you might say. The ground itself. From like a thousand years of history to the personal lives of these skeletons, which was mostly everyone being pissed off at Sammy for forgetting the key. I So in Skeletons, I just loved the moment when Zad decided that I wasn't actually Captain Shameless. Um, That might be one of my probably (laughs) top five gaming moment for me. uh, Because I was fully intending to be this ridiculous like space marine character like for the Emperor. And Zad just uh, uh, Uno reverse carded me. (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing. I didn't I only kind of did that. That was a prompt. (laughs) That was one of the prompts that came up in the Mm -hmm. uh, in in, like the glory. So that's like that's why the author of the game, like the the person who wrote the game, has a seat at the table, uh, mm-hmm. and like why that's such a cool principle to have. Because it's like that was that changed that entire character. Uh, I was in, I was having a conversation with other friends, and one of them like specifically called out uh, Sammy as uh, like their favorite part of that. Um, hmm. I yes. love Sammy's arc. Yeah, I like. Even no, even it made with the way it that ten we got. times better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Uh, Speaking of Sammy, I think it was in the round that you were running Ben with. Uh, was he like the necromancer or something? Yes. So my thought was, if Sammy hadn't been hiding, I was still gonna step out, but to defend him, and ha- the answer to who do you love was going to be different. No, I fucked up. I could have had love. Uh. But you weren't there. But you were off hiding somewhere. So, (laughs) yeah, because I was like, and that way she wouldn't have broken her vow because she swore to never leave the side of the one she Mm. loved. But you were hiding. Sammy the coward. What were you going to say, Lex? Oh, I was going to say if Zad hadn't changed Seamus. I would have because I don't <laughs> I don't know what it was. The second you did the Seamus voice, I'm like, nah, 
That's not it. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> I, I was me like, nah, I'm going to fix that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to fuck with him. I'm going to say something and he's going to yes and. I'm going to fix it. This is this is, this is is the secret. Uh, everybody, if anybody ever says I can fix him, what they mean is I wish he was somebody else entirely. Yeah, true. And sometimes that's um, just and, better. Man, I wish he were shitty coward. And in and in the magic of role playing games, you too can achieve this. True. Yeah. Play another game. I will say, Ben, you rolled with that so well. I have been a DM so long. I am so used to being the heel, and I was just so happy to be the heel yet again. I, <laughs> I'm just very used to it. Um, no, uh, my favorite character in skeletons was torque uh leodua leodua i yeah. just i always call him torque because i can't i love Torque is a much cooler name i know also, right i a had character so from borderlands. much fun what much like like torque is a character from borderlands much like another name from borderlands that ben <laughs> didn't didn't check. god damn it and david tilster wouldn't stop saying it so there was no way to edit that out <laughs> yeah you can't no. yeah. <laughs> i i told him <laughs> afterwards <laughs> and we laughed about it I told him while I was happening, I would laugh. Look, y'all y'all quest-playing motherfuckers were like, <laughs> I was like just trying to like throw in a little flavor. I was like, oh, they think I'm the pirate or whatever. And then sure as shit, someone's like, oh, what was your pirate name? And I grabbed the first one, <laughs> and it was from Borderlands. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't even sure if like you play Borderlands or not. So I was like, does he know? No. <laughs> Yo, you, you never touched it. So I played Borderlands 1, not 2. <laughs> Jack is in 2. But I have heard uh, of Handsome Jack. And as soon as you were like, Handsome Jack is in Borderlands, everyone was like, oh, no. That's that fucking villain that everyone really likes from Borderlands 2. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and also, um, before I had listened to the episode, I saw Gliza's post yeah. of no, no context spoilers. And it was a picture of Handsome Jack. And I was like, Shit. huh, I wonder why he's there. <laughs> <laughs> what could have possibly I, I happened? I specifically put Handsome Jack because I, I play Borderlands a little yeah. bit and I Handsome Jack and I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, um, I was like, how oh, could did Handsome you know Jack... I didn't know, Gliza? I didn't know you didn't know. I just thought you were just rolling with it. <laughs> I was both rolling with it and I didn't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, like, I was like, how could Handsome Jack have possibly come up in quest? <laughs> Um, is it that, is it because this is a fan art of him as a pirate? Because the picture was him as a pirate. I'm like, okay, pirates were involved, maybe, or maybe there's just someone named Jack, or someone was hot. I don't know, may, but it sure wasn't just someone <laughs> saying the name <laughs> Jack over and over. <laughs> I specifically typed "pirate handsome Jack" when I uh, looked for it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love that. So. Kaisa, you're the only one who didn't know anything about this world when you were first introduced to it. What was it like? And yeah. What questions did you have afterwards? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I wanted to know more about, like, because at the very end, when we were wrapping up and we were talking about, like, the skeletons and the lives of the skeletons, and when I re-listened to, to the story uh, when, when it came out, I really liked that whole, like, as we were killing them, there were like the words that they were speaking upon, and that yeah. was really fun. I think Ben was like, you're gonna be really sad when this <laughs> happens, when you listen to it. But in my mind, I was like, fuck that, no, 
They attacked us first. I'm gonna be really happy that I killed them. Like, look at that. It also, be it wasn't recorded, but before that, we were talking. Um, ben was like talking about like, oh, the like uh, lines and veils and stuff, and that there's gonna be a dog, and that you know, um, I specifically said, well, I'm not gonna fight that dog. I'm gonna pet that dog. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, okay, so we're not gonna make the dog hostile. And I'm like, hostile or not, I'm gonna pet the dog. I'm not gonna fight it. <laughs> and that's, that's that was just like. I am interested, like, after listening to the, the, the skeletons, I am interested in, like, knowing more about their life, knowing more about, like, especially more about the brazen. But I'm going to be honest, the Undying Empire is uh, really, like, that, just the name, the Undying Empire, is just really what interests me a lot because I like knowing about fucked up, <laughs> like, religious and, uh, you know, those kind of things theology major like i know wow. a lot of like fucked up stuff so i enjoy uh like i enjoy like breaking it down learning about it so my uh, uh reginald uh ramirez ramos is uh the the very thing that is me there is the scholarly part where he is very much interested in learning about the undying empire and i'm interested in learning about the undying empire the same way he is it's like i'm gonna admit that the undying empire is fucked up and you know a hundred percent i'm gonna try and break it down but also he would be the kind of scholar that would just be like super excited to find out more and to just talk to like the, the king and just be like, oh, you really are fucked up. I would just be writing this. This is sick down. as hell. This Let's go. Go on. This is the worst <laughs> thing ever. And I am going to end up killing you, but tell me more. Can I have your autograph, please? Yeah, that's the kind of person I am. What's <laughs> interesting is we we know roughly about as much about the Undying Empire as you do. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. I feel like Perfect. Zad has more head Because shout out to Zad for just throwing fucking vampires at us out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm so fucking funny. All of us missing all of the signs that they were all vampires for solid, all like, two hours. We didn't get just a single hint. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terribly well signposted. Zanakostovich being allergic to the flowers because it's religious iconography is maybe the clearest mm -hmm. hint. But it just been like name checked a couple of times, and I, I, so I, actually did this when I was explaining it to my wife, uh, who doesn't listen uh, because podcasts aren't her thing. But I was telling mm -hmm. her about like here's Archduke uh, Vladislav Zanakostovich, and actually went through that same arc and got to the point where I was like, yeah, and then 600 years later, Zanakostovich finally gets the the wedding that he wanted because. He lives forever and can uh, just have one plan and sit around until it works. And she was like, wait a minute, 600 years? And I was like, oh, right. He's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> the thing so. about flowers being religious iconography is that's a couple steps about how people see the religious iconography, even though it is completely accurate to the scene we had set and the culture we had built. Like, that's... I feel like that's like kind of the fun part of this is because it's being done by multiple people at once. Mm -hmm. it, it it's a lot of like your personal biases kind of get stripped away because other people are bringing their own things into it, and so it becomes this like thing where it has to be about itself. It can't just be about like you and what you think about things because there's five people mm -hmm. in the room all writing all around it. So eventually, yeah. like 
a consistent internal language that has nothing to do with the people doing it emerges and it has everything to do with the thing that's being built and yeah. that's about that's about as heady as i'm going to try to get because otherwise everyone's going to get <laughs> well it's me. like and then you get you get some really fun <laughs> moments like i was i was 100 percent setting up uh the flowers and the ring being in the uh niches in the uh or sorry the out no that was the niches the alcoves was where the uh the of uh, the children were but i was setting up that being the, the bouquet children. yeah the grown-up children, my bad. Uh, but I was setting up that being the bouquet that Hunter Gray threw at and, like, having Gray be the person who was in the tomb, maybe. And that just got lost in the shuffle. And mm. that, like, that setup ended up not being important because it wasn't interesting. I don't mm -hmm. miss it. And, you know, we told a better story about other things. And at the end of the day, like, the guy who's buried there just loved his wife enough or loved his partner. We don't know anything about who that partner is, but loved his partner enough. It wasn't our Leo, which is sad. <laughs> or was it? We don't know. Mm. But, like, that marriage was important enough to be one of the three artifacts that were being displayed. Yeah. And then yeah. time just destroyed all of them. The ring exists still, remember? Uh, it's the ring is somewhere. Oh, that is true. The ring oh. is somewhere. So that that's that's kind of funny because when I set up that um, the third the third alcove um, where someone could have been buried was empty, I was setting that up for Lenadia. Oh. Also, I just want to clarify. Um, hey, I know what a niche and an alcove are. I was asking for the sake of people who might not know what those are. I just, <laughs> just want to clarify. I I know what those were. No, you you asked in such a way that we all knew that you knew and you were just being courteous. Hey, no, I was um, one of those people that didn't know what they were. And that's fine. Yeah, it's totally okay to not know words, but I did get self-conscious after listening going, what if they think I'm stupid? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, so like, uh, everybody listening at home, Lex is speaking with far more intention than you think they are. Yeah, for real. Uh, I don't they, believe you. No, <laughs> like, you make it sound exceedingly casual and then, like, we'll just kind of get something dropped in chat later that's just like, oh, hey, by the way, here's the thing that I've been doing the entire time and we'll be like, oh, uh, that's been extremely helpful. Thank you for doing that. We had no clue, so. Also, Bree yeah. fucking does that all the time but with Bree? rarity stuff. Look, okay. Pretty sneaky. Pretty Don't trust her. So what's really funny is Lex, when you made that comment about like I've been like planning my whole thing this whole time. Not really. I'm just I got a chance <laughs> to add another thing to a thing I had going on and like you we hadn't established what the runners were doing, so the Santa Kostovich family's just disappeared. No one knows what happened to them. So my brain did immediately just go, I wanted to put Gliza on the spot, like, who's your favorite cast member, Gliza? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Gliza. <laughs> Who is it and why is it sad? <laughs> My favorite cast member is uh, Biggest Bees because of the glitter mm. thing. And that uh, is what bees? I'm going to say. True. Yeah. That, yeah, that we, was, we, we that was beautiful because it, it was awesome because I, like, the funniest thing was I knew that the glitter thing was just it was a throwaway thing mm -hmm. 
literally. And then suddenly it became his whole thing. <laughs> he had different plans about like Goobin the like uh Goofin uh, sorry, the Goobin the adequate. Yeah. And the moment that he did the glitter thing, everything changed. And it it also like it also changed all of us. Like the glitter thing was a moment that changed everything. Changed and the that's world. why it was a, such a, such an important thing. I've played with bees a lot, and my favorite thing he always ends up doing this anyway. But my favorite thing was when we we're like halfway through, we're getting towards the end of the session. He's about to actually use an attack spell, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna use this spell," and it looks like. And then he kind of sighs, and he has that look in his eye, and he's like, well, I guess I'm stuck with it. It's a glitter ball, and it goes in there. Like, he also <laughs> knows that he accidentally did this to himself. <laughs> um, also, I just want to say the name Goobin. <laughs> no uh, one ever talks about the mouthfeel of a name. Goobin. Um, Goobin, Goobin, it travels from the back to the front, then goes back in, and I don't like that. <laughs> I, I absolutely love how he discovered Goobin's uh, voice too. That was oh. beautiful. He was just like, "Oh no, this is gonna be Goobin's voice!" Damn it! <laughs> and yet, somehow, in the space of like, you know, maybe forty minutes of actual like talk time in a two-hour session, like I knew Goobin. Yeah, <laughs> I like I've met Goobin. Okay, I, I I was I'm a professional musician. I know Goop. <laughs> I've hung out with the guy. He's really annoying. <laughs> yeah, mouth feel. <laughs> um. So bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Yeah, let's get out of that. Get out of that cul-de-sac quick. Um. Uh, Sorry, Lex. Sorry. <laughs> Lex got the giggles. So I was gonna say, because <laughs> uh, Zad started a thing where it was saying having Goobin show up again, and what I wanted to say was I want that entire party to show up regularly throughout. Yeah, I'd love to see them again, um, either in their own individual things or yeah. as an adventuring party. Um, yeah, I, I want that party a... to stick around. And every time we do anything major, I want them to somehow be there. But <laughs> 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 it's probably not possible to do it every time. But I would love just Reginald uh, Ramos Ramirez. Ramos. Ramos. Re uh, Reginald Ramirez Ramos. Roosevelt. Oh, fuck, we all fucked it up. <laughs> it's okay. R R R. Rihanna. <laughs> Railroad. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I am interested in like seeing. So, what we've got, like the elements that we have, is we've got Goobin is about to be accepted by like the Brazen by doing a cool magic show. We've mm -hmm. got Reginald. Ramirez Ramos is going to become brazen, and that has its own level of baggage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Juniper right? is made of hair. Um. And <laughs> Juniper <laughs> Juniper could potentially also be brazen by nature of being Reginald's twin, so it's like, mm -hmm. right, we've got a whole thing that we could be interacting with here. Um, Which, for uh, the audience, the in our, in our group chat, we regularly talk about the concept of brazen twins, 
and like throwing their weapon back and forth or they're oh, getting yeah. in an argument and they're stealing yep. the weapon from each other over and over. Have you ever yep. hey I forgot they were it. twins when you were talking about that. Like we already yeah. have twins. Oh no. Hey yeah. uh, so, quick side tangent, Lex has a hyperfixation. If you've ever played Kingdom Hearts, there's scenes where Keyblade wielders like teleport the keyblades away from each other, like that. You know? Yep. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, uh Gamer Mom Luna and I, uh, when we were creating the character, we didn't talk about mm-hmm. like how how we were gonna. The only thing that we, you know, we agreed on was that they were gonna be sixty nine years old. Nice. Um, nice. That was the only <laughs> thing we agreed on, and somehow we 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 ended up really being like twins because we both chose fingerless gloves. We both <laughs> chose just like aspects of each other. They were very twin like, and also. Uh, Reginald uh, Ramirez Ramos is trans, uh, trans man. It's a trans mask. So, mm-hmm. like, all of these things are like, just like we didn't we didn't talk about it, but we we just ended up building this uh, this two twins, um, you know, uh, separate. But it felt very it felt it felt very twin uh, like, and it's cool. Also, uh, I think. I think mm-hmm. it's important to remember that Reginald Ramirez Ramos came out of a bit that I was doing with Ben on Twitter, and uh, as, as, as as we were as we were talking back and forth, and I was like, "Oh no, this is this is the character. This is who he is." And I Specifically. wanted to make it like a hot like met like I wanted to build a hot man, and then suddenly it was like, "Okay, no, he's a balding old guy, and he'll be great." Yes. And, Yes. <laughs> so specifically, I'm just going to pull up the picture. So if you know the uh, uh, the legendary Great for audio picture video. of of well, no, no, no. I'm going to describe it to you because that's actually way funnier. Um, <laughs> so we know the 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 legendary painting of of Plato and Socrates, where Socrates is pointing to the heavens and Plato has got his hand down like this and he's holding a book and they're surrounded by all like these old ass philosophers. So mm-hmm. if you go. So if you start from uh, uh, Plato, who's in the blue on the right, and you count over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people all the way to the edge, there's a dude, he is bald and in orange with a really long sort of triangular beard in profile. That's Reginald Ramirez Ramos. (laughs) That is exactly who (laughs) Reginald Ramirez Ramos is. Is it Ramirez Ramos or Ramos Ramirez? So Ramos is his last name. Okay, gotcha. Ramirez Ramos, Reginald Ramirez Ramos. Just so many R's. Why do? Why is the bit that we keep having people with really long names that aren't English, and we must say them in full? We have to say the whole time. fucking thing. That is yeah, the full. Lattice Cloud Sarakostovich. Like, no, but... no, I know. No, see, you're Filipino, and <laughs> and that's that's how I that that's how I live my life. Suffer. No, you're allowed. That's fine. It's totally <laughs> my, cool. This is not a. My this full is... name is a long ass name, and if I have to suffer it, everyone does. No, no, no! I understand. Long names, the, the, uh, amazing, very cool, and rad. Um, mm-hmm. I also have a long name, uh, <laughs> but that's my own fault. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, we are very silly Americans who can't pronounce things well. So when when Zad pulled out, Vanislav Zanakostovich, Zanakostovich, Vanislav Zanakostovich. Which, by the way, every time I have to read the intros, I gotta get that in one, or else I'm mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> Can't confirm it's the one who has the intros. 
But so how how I remember the last name is um, Santa Costa bitch. I don't know why that works in my head. Uh, I'm pretty sure and I that's made how that I remember how to say Santa Costa bitch. Yeah, gonna cost you, bitch. <laughs> the most important, the most frustrating thing about Vladislav Zanikostovich is I really, really needed him to be a one-off character, and Zad would not let it go, and now we're stuck. <laughs> like, we're gonna have to deal with this asshole for a whole season, and we have to say his name every time, so it's almost like Zad is the villain. True. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get to be uh, the villain next season. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. That hardly ever gets to play the villain, so I think this is a great, great thing for them. Uh, That's why I was asking to do it next I, season. I was almost uh, the worst in the skeletons, by the way. Go. And then I had oh, a moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the fact that I picked the crawler, who which as a skeleton in the thing it's supposed to be you are like a dude who crawls around on all fours for some reason the art is horrifying yeah i was like it's really huh. fucked up like i like a fucked up little guy i'm just gonna be a fucked up little guy i was ready to be like the worst and then the first question i read was why did you walk on all fours like an animal and i said hey nobody really sad if I were a dog. <laughs> I I have two modes. Uncomfortable goofiness or real sad. You're going to get one or the other from me at all times. I'm genuinely glad. I still want to see if glad. I can get both and rise and fall of gods. <laughs> um, so we're, we're about an hour on tape. Do we have any final thoughts that we want to want to drop on the good people yeah so i have really strong opinions on jelly beans <laughs> like just just really strong opinions on them okay uh, is it okay if i, I go off for a minute i particularly like them no me either you, they they're the worst okay they, so when you say so, jelly beans do you mean like just regular jelly beans or are we going like full chaos with those like all flavor uh the ones weird, that are, like, like jelly beans and stuff? weird or not i just don't like them they're not great to be clear, I have opinions on beans in general, but I'm sticking to jelly beans right now. <laughs> yeah, we don't we but don't like, need to lose the lose the lead here. <laughs> no. Uh, right, how's not... everyone feel about black licorice? The they're worse than jelly. It's worse than jelly beans. Worse than jelly. Beans. Uh, it's way worse. You know worse what I hate? Ever. You know what I hate when it comes capitalism. To well, yeah, but also <laughs> skittles. Skittles. Yo, wow. take that oh. back. I I, wow. I, I still like but, them. That and I think it's because bad. I think it's because I didn't know they existed and I knew M&M's existed. <laughs> and then uh, somebody uh, offered me a bowl and mm, I thought they were M&M's and I took oh a bite no. and I was like this is the worst because it's it's like eating uh, it's like eating a uh, raisin cookie mm. and thinking it's chocolate chip. Mm. Now I don't gotcha. mind raisin cookies. But if your mind is like, I'm going to have a chocolate chip and you take a great big bite and it's a raisin cookie, you're going to hate that. Oh, no. Like and that's the, how I feel with Skittles. The biggest gotcha I've gotten for putting a thing in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> was the word goobin. Was the word, no, that's uh, the biggest gotcha I did to myself where um, I was maybe 10 and I went to brush my teeth 
and I did not grab a tube of toothpaste. I grabbed a tube of Vagisil. <laughs> no! Oh, no! All right, thanks, everybody. That has been Game Woven Cross Stitch. <laughs> uh, I literally had, like, a like a movie, like, take where, like, I froze, looked at the, to- look at the toothbrush, looked at the tube, looked at the mirror, and just... <laughs> <laughs> So this is what this is what failure tastes like. <laughs> to to your question though, Ben, a little bit of anise goes a very long way. Black licorice, very very small pieces can be tasty. Anything more than that, it's just awful. I fucking love black licorice. I will eat all the black licorice. I knew because... you were a villain. I just what don't the licorice. Look, Am I, I the trust... only black licorice enjoyer in this I space? I don't trust right anyone who likes Small black mouse. licorice. I Small probably mouse. haven't tasted it. <laughs> Am I the only black licorice person in the entire AP community? Like, yeah. could I be? Probably Am I actually the villain? Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. It is a heavily spiced awesome. as opposed to a sweet candy. Do you want to know what I am the only one, though? My favorite? Can, straight can, corn can, water. Canned oh, corn! Canned corn! corn. That is the only thing that nobody else has on Wait, me. I'm the drinker? only one. Hold yes. Up, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did this motherfucker just say they drink canned corn? <laughs> I do. I'm calling the police. Go ahead. Because you know what I did when I visited Ben? He offered me a drink, and I said, no, I have my own. And I full on pulled out a canned corn, opened it, and drank while staring him in the face. That's what I, just, I did, and I was proud of it. That is such a power move. <laughs> Thank you. That is the most cursed shit I've ever heard in my life. And that's saying something, considering you helped build Zalo. True, I did do that. And um, and I'm from Iowa. You can't mog, you can't corn mog someone from Iowa, but somehow Gliza did. did. Hey, what the fuck is mogging? I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> when you go alpha on somebody in the red pill parlance. What? What the fuck are you saying to me right now? <laughs> All those words aren't in the Bible. Not a single one of those is in the Bible. <laughs> amen, amen, I say to you. <laughs> what? Should we, uh, what's, what, do you, what kind of stitch is it when you end, when you stop cross-stitching for the night? Yeah, what is that? Um, the final stitch. I have a pitch for a thing to end on. If everybody wants to go around and give, with as little context as possible, favorite line, setting element, idea, like thing that we hit on. The old green sage. The old green sage. Solid. Because I have a really bad memory. So what the fuck do you mean old green sage? <laughs> We'll establish the context later. I, sure, I just don't know what the fuck you mean. I'll, um, I'll, I'll type it in the chat, but the old green sage. Sure. I had a thing and I lost it. Shit. I'm sorry. Um, for listeners, Ben is currently typing. Um, he's writing a message to me in the chat. Yep. I am reading it, and I am understanding the reference he just made. Okay, I remember now. Okay. 
What about what about you, Bree or Zad? I've edited all this. Wait, I should remember what? things. Hold on. Hold the fuck up. Hold on. In the chat, where, where Ben really explained what we were talking about, Rob, who isn't here in this call, went, oh, the old green sage? <laughs> This is a conspiracy. <laughs> I'm being gaslit right now. I really, really badly uh, want to, because it was a Twitter bit, but I want to make it real, where just, like, everywhere where there's a Verdreen, there is a, like, descriptor, color, or, like, second descriptor specifically of plants, and then uh, some sort of, like, word for a magic user. Like, I know we had discussed the Young Green Sage at one point, or, like, the... Uh, the soggy brown prestidigitator. Yeah, exactly. The that's soggy brown MC. prestidigitator from like a swamp. And it's just like that's that's just like whoever leads these little bands of Verdrine uh, have names like that. <laughs> no, we uh, we cannot make the soggy brown prestidigitator canon. We can't do that. I disagree. That, no. He's too fucking lit. He's just too good. But he he's with Gubin, the mostly adequate. I can't think of anything good other than the fact that um, everyone wanting to be the mysterious figure. <laughs> True, we were fighting over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, please, come on. And another reference that literally no one will get that we can cut out is um, everyone being upset that I got to make Little Pit. <laughs> the, the what? Oh, Middle Pit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Middle Pit. Oh, yeah. Middle Pit. Mm-hmm. That was in the tech test, yeah. So in the tech test, there, we actually can do context for this one because there's no way for anyone to pick it up unless they... I mean, maybe I'll we'll release that. Maybe it's a point in the future. Yeah. yeah. We, did, we did a practice run tech test of, like, light lightning round the quiet year, and the first thing season. I did was put a pit in the middle of the floating island. And everyone yeah, was we like... we all hey, wanted to do that. We all wanted a middle pit. Yeah, we don't and... have a single brain cell, which was to make it literally the most cursed place in existence. You think Zalo is bad? Uh, you don't want to know what we did to that. Oh, yeah, no. The tech test was worse than Zalo. It was yeah. way worse. I'm going to make a setting so fucked up. <laughs> if we're referencing, if we're, if we're like referencing all the way back to that, hey, what do you reckon's in that tower? <laughs> I, just more bees, probably. Fucking government. 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 I don't know, but I want to get back in there, please. The government is bees. Glazo, what you reckon? What what you reckon's in Southeast Tower? (laughs) Rat kings. Yo, rat kings. The gas bed. Damn it. Cannon. 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 It's in cannon. It's in the. It's in the non-cannon tech. It's cannon in the non-cannon tech test. Demi. I actually was thinking of like I don't know why, but I was thinking of a ship and it's made of rat kings. <laughs> I'm just imagining a bunch of tiny little propellers that are their tails. <laughs> Did you oh, you guys are fucking cogito hazarding me. Like this could kill people you say that out loud. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, um, I still remember when I, when there was a moment I made a comment about, has anyone seen the stars since this all started? And I got a what the fuck from Ben. I'm like, I feel like I True. get an achievement for that. 
Yeah, achievement unlocked. Ben was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Galiza, your out of context thing pertaining to your experience in Game Woman. Spider-Man, but instead of webs, glitter. <laughs> and that, dear audience, was the final stitch. Where? Nah, that's not it. Yeah, you can. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to do. What? What's the last what do you stitch? Call the last stitch? French huh? knot is the last thing you do when you're done with cross stitching. The what? It's, that is the last. Um, so, a it's, lot of it's patterns. What? Have French knot. French knot. Yeah, so you do a lot of different stuff, but the French knot is the final thing you do when you're done. Not all cross stitches have French knots, but it is the last thing you do. Hey, can you guys done. tell that I decided to call this cross stitch without actually knowing what the fuck a cross stitch was? It's fine. Um, it's all good. I don't know why. Good. I thought you just did it because I wouldn't stop talking about it on Twitter. <laughs> no, it was just like game woven, and I'm like, hey, we should have like a cross talk show. Cross Ditch? So, what you're saying is that Eliza handsome jacked you. Yeah. I yes. <laughs> I think I think I was a great guest as the first one because I True. actively cross stitch. Yeah, no, Glyza's yeah. a great guest. Uh, sure, Glyza's well, just great in general. Glyza's always Glyza's great. Hey, ah! hey, no. what do the Glyza edit? Glyza's great. <laughs> Hey, everyone say something nice about Glyza real quick. I'm gonna take my headphones off. <laughs> so anyway. I fucking love how bought in Glyza is all the time. Ooh, yeah. No. Uh so, commitment to the bit. Excellent thing about Glyza. Uh also like it's deeply passionate about um like specific tropes. If Glyza is into something, you'll know about it. Uh true. and not only that, but if you're willing to play in that space, then you just like you just go do it, and they'll uh, play in that space with you, and it's a great time. Aww. Cute. Anyway, that was. I love that Gliza lets me keep kidnapping them into projects so we can hang out more. Because you're wonderful True. and it's fun, and I enjoy the level of chaos you bring to things. Currently, Gliza is actually melting. Gliza is achieving yeah, a liquid sure. form. It's true. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. That was Game Woven Cross Stitch. Really appreciated you all listening along. Patrons, you're going to have a much different experience than regular <laughs> listeners did, I'm sure. We love you. Thank you, Gliza, for coming on. Can't wait to have you back. Thank you, Zed. Thank you, Lex. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Rob, for not being here. Um, and... <laughs> uh, I, didn't clarify, I didn't mean Rob, that, Rob. We, we missed you. you. Uh, we miss you yeah. very much. We love you. Kiss, kiss. Hey, hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Please try and make these in the future. Don't leave me trying to corral this. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Rob, we need you. Uh, only without you have we learned how bad it really can be. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe the next one will be a Q&A or something. Anyway, good night, everybody. Bye. Please don't make anyone listen to that. That was the theme song. Whatever, it's I have a whistle like an angel.